Get ready, Sprouts. We're about to talk about the harp, have a dance party, learn about cat guts, and listen to all of the angelic sounds that beautiful instrument can make. All of this and more today on... Classical Sprouts! Welcome to Classical Sprouts, the awesome classical music podcast for kids. I'm Kate Botello, and today we're going to talk all about the musical instrument called the harp with our very special guest, Joan Holland, Associate Professor of Harp at the University of Michigan, the harp instructor at Interlochen Center for the Arts, and a very talented harpist. Hello, my name is Joan Holland. I'm the harp instructor for the Interlochen Center for the Arts and I am therefore a harpist. But first, let's start with a question. What is the name of the very famous king who played the harp? Which famous king played the harp? Do you know the answer? We'll even give you a hint along the way, so stick around for the end of the show and we will tell you. We are so excited to have the delightful Joan Holland with us for this episode, talking all about the harp and playing some really beautiful pieces for us. But what is a harp? The harp is a musical instrument that has a ton of strings. Sometimes harps are quite large, like the concert harp Joan is playing for us today. And sometimes they can be pretty small, where you can easily hold the harp and play it at the same time. They're often triangular in shape, and they have a frame made out of wood. And the history of the harp goes back a long way. It's very, very old, um, even back to 3000 B.C., days of the early Bible. Uh, And it was then just a small folk instrument and used to accompany oneself while they were singing. And it has since really developed and became um, a pedal harp around 1810 with people already exploring that option in the 1700s. Let's start with the basics. What is the harp made of? Joan brought her concert harp into Studio A to tell us all about it. Her harp is just beautiful. It's six feet tall. It has 47 strings, and the strings are made from different materials. The strings are a combination of nylon up high, gut. They call it cat gut, but it isn't actually from a cat. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then the lower strings, where there's quite a bit of tension, are made of wire. It's a wire-wound string. We were pretty relieved when Joan said that those strings aren't actually made from cat's guts, Except, um, actually, it is from the walls of animal intestines. Wait, what? But it's purified and processed. It usually comes from sheep or goat. Um, but no, not cats. Why would a harp have strings made out of guts? And why are the strings made out of different things? The gut strings do not stay in tune as well. They're much more susceptible to rain and temperature change, uh, but they give you a deeper, richer sound. 
Not only do harps have strings, but they also have pedals and a whole complex system of how they affect the strings. Well, the pedals are um, responsible for changing the pitch. So, for example, if you look at a piano, you'll see all those white keys, and then you will see the black keys. And in essence, the pedals do what those black keys do. So it's a pretty complicated system. Um, the pedals are attached to bars, which are attached to rods, which are attached to links, and those links are attached to a small disc, and when you push on that pedal, the disc engages or grabs the string and changes it a half step. And there are two disc changes for every string. So basically, the tighter the string, the higher the sound. Exactly. Right. So if you take it and you tighten it that little bit more, it gets that little bit higher. Yes. That is so much going on behind the scenes. Who would have known? Here is Joan Holland in our Studio A playing one of the most famous pieces ever written for the harp. See if you can notice any of the different string sounds or even the pedal. This is the first movement of the Harp Concerto Number no. 6 by George Frederick Handel. demonstrated lots of neat kinds of sounds for us on her harp, like a glissando, harmonics, which is when you can hear sounds higher than the sounds being played, de la table, which means close to the board. This is where you bring your fingers really close to the sounding board and play down there. And it sounds like a guitar. Now let's hear Joan Holland again in IPR Studio A, putting a lot of those sounds together into another really famous piece for the harp. This is the Arabesque by Claude Debussy. Sometimes, you know what, they don't even play the strings. They just knock on the wooden body of the harp. A harpist can also really get in there with their fingernails and play. Well, you actually uh, just try to put the string under the nail. Now, most of us have nails that are really short, so it takes a little effort 
to get the string in there, but you don't need too much nail to produce that naily sound. And there's also a neat thing called a flux. Flux is a kind of a glissando, but it's in a shorter span and um, it's quickly done. So you're creating a chord sound, really. Today, Joan is going to play for us a piece composed by Carlos Salcedo, and he was a harpist himself. He wanted people to see all the different creative sounds and things you can do with the harp. See how many of these different sounds you can hear in Joan's performance of Song in the Night by Carlos Salcedo. All of these examples so far have been just one musician with one harp. But Joan wanted to tell us what happens when two or more harpists want to play together in an ensemble. That's coming up after the break. We'll also give you a hint for our Quizlet question and have a bit of a dance party. So stick around. Hi, I'm Keith Brown, and I'm the host of Gameplay. Every week on the show, I celebrate the amazing world of video game music with everything from beloved classics to brand new soundtracks. You can stream episodes at our website, GameplayShow.org. I hope you'll join me for this adventure. Hi, I'm Aaron Selbig. And we are the Latchkey Kids. Every week on the Latchkey Kids, Aaron and I remember some of our favorite things about growing up in the 1980s. Like choose your own adventure books. Mall culture. Doing the moonwalks. <gasps> that very special episode of Punky Brewster when Punky got trapped inside a refrigerator. Annie. Annie. The sun will come out tomorrow. Maybe we shouldn't sing in the promo. Listen to the Latchkey Kids podcast, available everywhere you get your podcasts, with new episodes available every Monday. Did we tell them we're brother and sister? At the beginning of the episode, we asked you which famous king was known for playing the harp. Well, here's a hint. Before he became the king, he was a shepherd. 
That's where he learned to play the harp. You think you know who that is? Stick around and we'll tell you. Before the break, we listened to Joan play some really beautiful music and also tell us all about the strings and the mechanics needed to play the harp. Imagine multiple harpists all playing together. Well, as it turns out, it's really hard for multiple harps to play together at the same time. I would say the challenge about harp ensemble, they call it, is that we only get to pluck the string in that moment. So it isn't like violin or cello or viola where you're using a bow to keep the sound going or like flute or clarinet, oboe, where you're blowing and keeping the sound going. You kind of have one instance when you pluck and that's it. So to try to get several harps plucking at the same time can be a bit tricky. Even though it's really hard to do, it's also really fun for the harpists. A lot of giggling can go on in a rehearsal. <laughs> Sometimes it becomes more than giggling, but um, uh, the result is really just all this glorious resonance. We asked Joan to choose a harp ensemble that we could listen to today, and she picked the True North Harp Duo. And that's Lynn Aspness and John Wickey. They've been a duo off and on for many years, both professional harpists, and Lynn has a huge career as a professional harpist and is currently president of the American Harp Society. Here is the True North Harp duo playing very well together and not giggling at all with On Wings of Song by Felix Mendelssohn. Sprouts, as we near the end of today's episode, Joan has offered to host a harp dance party for us. Woo-woo! Thanks, Joan. We'll play excerpts from these dances for you right now during the show, but we'll put the complete performances on our website at classicalsprouts.org. Here are just a few of the dances that Joan played for us. First is the gavotte. They used to say you needed to have a lifted step or steps with little springs. That was what you would do with your feet. They would spring up. And in the very early days, it ended with uh, kissing. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. But then that was switched over to presentation of flowers. So, so it's still good flirting music. Good flirting music, maybe not quite as much fun.
then there's the Siciliana, which is slow and swaying. And if you're not riding in a car or a bus or a train, and you're just in your living room or your kitchen or bedroom, practice swaying to this piece. And you can just see it's consistently a really comforting movement side to side. Let's not forget the gig. The giga is a very lively dance. And I don't know, I always imagine baby goats. If you've seen any baby goats, they really leap around. Or bunnies, and we did have a bunny, and who did binkies, they call them. Big leaps where their little hiney goes one way and their head goes another. I imagine goats and bunnies dancing around to the giga. wanted to send us off with a seguidilla. And I chose this one because it's so lively and joyful and wanted to send you off with some fun. And also it uses those fluxes in a very dancey way. So let's dance. Thanks for dancing with me. 
Now, before we wrap up, let's answer the Quizlet question. I asked you which famous king played the harp. He learned how to play the harp when he was a shepherd, and he played his beautiful music to soothe King Saul even before he himself would later become king. Any guesses? That person is... King David. Well, I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you Thank you, Joan, from the bottom of our hearts for all of your talent and wisdom about the harp that you have shared with us today. If you want to watch a video of the wonderful Joan playing her harp or you want to find the full pieces that we listened to today, head on over to our website at classicalsprouts.org. And also, be sure to check us out on Instagram at Classical Sprouts. We share extra content about episodes, but also feature other really cool stuff that we don't necessarily cover on the podcast. Alrighty, until next time, I am your host, Kate Botello. This episode was produced by Emily Duncan Wilson with support from Amanda Sewell. Our digital content manager is Casey Brown. See you next time. Uh, bye bye.